Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. This is a recording of a teaching with TBA rabbinic resident Julia Noblock. I thought that we were going to look at one or two poems um, um, every time that I'm teaching, and I thought, um, what better poet to start um, such a series of than um, Chaim Nachman Bialik, who um, is considered the foremost um, modern Hebrew um, poet. And obviously, we're having like until 6.15-ish, so... Um, can't do him justice, um, but I, I still want to like say like a few words. Um, um, so he was born in 1873 in Russia. Um, he settled in Tel Aviv in 1924, and he died in Vienna in 1934. Um, um, one of the reasons why he is considered the national Hebrew poet is because um, he used the language in, in 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 new ways. The forms that he was that he was writing in were actually still quite old or traditional, but the way he brought the language to, to life and used it in his poems um, was a new way. Um, he also, when he was using biblical quotes, which he did a lot, um, he had a very good um, yeshiva um, uh, education, so he, 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 had, he really knew um, a lot. Um, he wouldn't use them in, in like a way the Psalms do that in terms of um, um, supportive, positive um, statements, and rather he took them out of the context and used them often to express some sort of um, despair, I want to say, or or sadness or pessimism, which is actually interesting um, that he would do that so often, because you might think the person who is considered the foremost Hebrew national, national Hebrew poet is a person, and who was also a Zionist, um, is going to be someone who is full of hope and... Um, and optimism, and um, the fact is that a lot of people wanted that from him, wanted him to be that, but he actually wasn't. Um, a lot of his poems, also the two, especially the first we're going to look at, and we're going to focus on the first one, on Levadi, um, expresses rather anything between disenchantment and um, sadness and grief and loss, and, um, and he struggled with this... Um, for a long time, one of the reasons why he was um, so pessimistic um, often and grieving was obviously because of the overall situation of European Jewry. Um, one of his one of his famous poems um, um, in the city of slaughter was composed in 1904, just a year after the pogrom in uh, Kishinev, and um, he has many others of that. But the other thing that really was uh, dominant in his life was that. Um, he had this very, um, very intense um, religious education, and he lost um, it, the religion lost its meaning for him very early on, actually, in, in his life. And um, even though he never found his way back to it, but he stayed with it. And um, what definitely stayed with him was the grief about having lost that. And um, and um, not only in his own life, but he saw um, how a lot of jewelry abandoned the faith and how it didn't make meaning, um, didn't, wasn't meaningful to him, to them. Um, and another, another irony in a way is that um, when, he, when he settled in, in, in Palestine, he, um, it didn't revive his creativity or his, his spirits to, in, in a positive way. It was rather that he, he was still tied to Europe in his spirits and in, 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 his, in his moods and in his, in his and, um, so 
he is the Hebrew, modern Hebrew poet, but, um, and maybe it's, it is in the language and it is also um, in, our, in our culture in, in some way, this balance between disenchantment and, 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 and pessimism, but he continued. And I think I chose this poem um, that I brought um, because it expresses so much um, of what I just said and also because I'm, I won't always do this, but I will be, I'll try to have poems that in one way or the other make a reference to the Parsha that we've either been in, um, which is in our case Vayera, or in a way foreshadow maybe the Parsha that is coming. Um, both poems actually do this to some extent. And um, um, yes, um, I also want to apologize um, the, the translation especially of Levadi, isn't the best. I, I had seen one or two things that I didn't like, but um, only after sending the sheet um, did, I, did I realize just how incomplete it actually is. Um, so for those of you who have a good command of Hebrew, I, I suggest you look at the Hebrew. And um, I brought another translation that is not a poetic translation, but it's um, a, a content-based translation that might be interesting and, and actually quite... Um, interesting to to just listen to so what i'm going to do oh before i read the poem um i want to bring your attention to what i think are three main themes or motives in this poem um that i roughly call one loneliness the second one would be pain and grief and the other one is some sort of intimacy and tenderness and as as you either follow along on the not-so-great English translation or in the Hebrew, um, maybe keep those in mind, and, 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 and if you find a line that speaks to one of them, um, we can talk about that when, when we're done. So I'm going to read this English uh, in the Hebrew. Levadi. Kulam nasa haruach, kulam sachav haor, shira hadasha et boker chayehem hirnina. Vani gozal rach, nish takachti, nish takachti milev, milev. Tachat kanfei hashechina, badad badad nish achti, vehashechina afi. Kanav yemina hashvura al roshi hir ida. Yadali bi et liba, harad harda alai, albana al yechida. Kva, kva nitzgarsha, Mikol hazaviot, rak od, pinat seter, shomema ukatana, nishara, beta midrash, vetitkas batzel, vehi ima yachad batzara, uchshakala levavi lechalon laor, uchshatsar li hamakom mitachat lich na fa, kavasha rosha bich tefi, Udimata aldaf gamarati natafa. Herdes barta alai. Betit rapek alai. Uchmo sacha bich nafa hashevura badi. Kulam nasa haruach. Kulam pahulahem. Vaivater levadi levadi. Uvehensi yum shelkina atika meod. Uchen tefila. Bakasha vaharada kaahad. Shama ozni bahi babiha 
החרישית ההיא ובדמעה ההיא הרוחתה. I am going to read what this book would, if you don't know it yet, it's, um, it's a wonderful reader with a great collection of, of modern Hebrew poetry. It is called The Modern Hebrew Poem Itself, so um, it's fantastic. I'm going to just quickly read what they write in English um, alone. The wind carried all of them away. The light swept all of them away. A new song made the morning of their lives exult with song. And I, a soft fledgling, was completely forgotten under the wings of the Shekhinah. Solitary, solitary I remained. And the Shekhinah too. She fluttered her broken right wing over my head. My heart knew her heart. She trembled with anxiety over me, over her son, over her only son. She has already been driven away from every corner. One, only one hidden nook, desolate and small, remained, the house of study. And she covered herself with the shadow, and I was together with her, sharing in the distress. And when my heart yearned for the window, for the light, and when the place under her wing was too narrow for me, she hid her head in my shoulder, and her tear dropped on my Talmud page. Silently she wept over me and enfolded me, as though shielding me with her broken wing. The wind carried them all away, they have all flown off, and I was left alone, alone. And something akin to the ending of a very ancient lamentation, and something akin to a prayer, a supplication and trembling, my ear heard in that silent weeping, and in that tear boiling. So, I mean, there's, one could talk about this forever. It's like, I think it's, it's really f full with um, a lot of the, the themes that I, that I mentioned. And um, I've been talking and reading a lot. So I want to, I have some things to share, of course, but I would like to open it up first. If, if anybody, what comes up for you when we have these, these three themes of loneliness and grief and pain and in intimacy. Anybody wants to say something? Yeah. So, it, so I, I, do people hear what people say in the audience? Um, so there was this mention in the room. Uh, what's your name? Marshall um, said that um, that a lot of this. Uh, there are a lot of references to the uh, Haskalah, to the Enlightenment movement, um, and that all of the a lot of the yeshiva students have left, and the Beit Midrash is empty, and only the speaker is there together with with God, with the Shekhinah. And from how you say it, I understand that. Do you see it? That's positive. You, you, you were saying that's, that's a good, you, it seemed to, to describe to you like a good, good thing. Yeah. So, yes. So, so definitely. So Marshall was like saying, oh, the focus is also that Bialik is not throwing everything out. It's just that he is still making use of the values and turning it into, into literature, which I totally agree with, which is what he's doing in, in so many of his poems. I think he, he never left. He never walked away from the religion um, and, and wrote completely secular poems that had no reference at all to, to Judaism. Um, I think he he needed probably to stay with it. Um, and I I think I see I see it is it is a beautiful intimate moment, and that is definitely what is going on here in terms of tenderness and intimacy. But it is very sad. It's um, especially the fourth and fifth. Stanzas, if if you want to take a look at it, how he's describing how he feels that this this place is very is very narrow is too narrow for him, and um, and 
he wants to go to the window he wants to go to the to the to the to the light the enlightenment um and this place is too narrow for him and then the shekhinah is um is is hiding her head on his shoulder and crying and her tear falls on his gemara page and um for me it was just almost like a union of lovers who know that they have to part and even the person who is the one who wants to walk away feels the grief which is the speaker um but it's still it's this like super intimate moment but it doesn't it 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 doesn't become a good moment in in that it is good because there's intimacy but it is very sad because it's not going to he's not going to stay and they are not coming back but um yes thank you for and thank you for reading up on it in in advance that's yeah <laughs> thank you yes um there is a hand up on zoom how do i do this i what okay i'm the, the hand on zoom i'm being told i'm sorry i won't be able to hear you so rather write me after show but yeah no for sure so there was this comment what's your name david was um commenting on how this the 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 search for spirituality in in the loneliness caused by by trauma is not unusual and how we find it a lot and definitely um that is that is there and it is it is interesting though also that both both figures are lonely right so it is the, the speaker is lonely the speaker is the one who is saying badad badad and the the levadi is actually um when the shekhina is speaking so um there's a lot of loneliness um and trying to seek and connect um devra yes 1902 presumably yeah that's a, yeah that's a, everyone is gone and the shekhina is alone in the bed midrash i think he died while he was i don't think he left i think he died on a visit when he like yeah i think yes which is i think what is what his grief i what i find is that he it's the loneliness of the shekhina is actually bigger in a way than i mean than than the speakers right because the, the speaker is is like as i like i i've been thinking about this in a lot a lot about in terms of of you know of of a separation uh, where even the the person who says they who has made the decision to leave that they still feel a lot of pain um and um pain and 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 empathy but but mostly also grief and pain for that that it's over and um in this poem though even though he obviously then left um but the poem it doesn't end it doesn't say and i'm i left like i i, I was reading when i was reading here what um tuvia rubna writes about it is um it is sort of undecided it's all, it's still open the, the way the poem ends um Yeah, Rabbi Schatz. Oh yes, right. That's yeah, that's amazing. So, um, um, Rabbi Schatz was commenting um, for those on, of you on, on Zoom that um, of all the words that could have been used for God, the one the one name is Shekhinah that is always used as a partner to something to God. To it's always in partnership, um, whereas all the other words um, stand by themselves. So that does speak to the that does speak to the to the intimacy and tenderness um for sure and um deborah earlier was mentioning about that um he also left ultimately that there is still this vacillation of um being there but then also leaving um yeah
Yeah, no, thank you. Also, um, to that, the ancient lament and the Shekhinah, what, what I found interesting is that there's this word that the only corner, like she's been, she's been like um, driven away from every corner and she only found this one little hidden nook in the Ben Midrash and it resonated, it echoes the, the four corners of the exile, um, that even from there she's been driven away and now she's alone in the, in the, bed, in the Ben Midrash. Um, we are we are basically at 6:15. I, I do want to um, there, so two things that I think. First of all, thank you, everyone. I would love to continue talking with you about it. Um, there's so much so much more to say, and and each of you has brought a new aspect that that I didn't um, think um, of it, and so it's it's amazing. Um, I just wanted to point out, which is probably didn't go unnoticed, why I chose this poem. I mean, I chose this poem because I like it, but also because it just fits in so well with the with our parsha. Because there's this reference, um, "Your only son um, is, is is there," um, and um, there are two other um, references. Um, one is to Isaiah um, forty nine twenty, um, is about um, this place is too narrow for me. Um, when he says that, which um, is um, is about that once. Once redemption has come, um, the place is going to be too narrow. It's meant in a positive way, um, whereas Bialik turns it, at least the way I understand it, into something that that feels restrained, um, which I interpreted it to be the 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 religions um, the religion, and um, and then the the other the other line is um, is I'm, I'm I will be with her in her trouble. Um, echoes a line from from Psalms, and it is interesting that the Tsarli is both trouble and narrow. So this is this is all used. The other thing we're obviously not going to look at the second poem, but that was just brought as like a continuation of this because of two things. Because if we understand this being a union between the speaker and the Shekhinah that is being painfully dissolved. Um, it is interesting to look at the other poem, which is really more of a love poem than a poem about spiritual quest um, or religious quests and inquiry. Um, and obviously it is so often used in, in Jewish imagery and, and in biblical texts throughout um, the wings of the Shekhinah, the shelter of God, and, and it's often used to express romantic um, union. Um, so that I thought interesting also because it foreshadows Chaye Sarah, at least if you want, if we want to read it into it. Of course, he wasn't thinking of that, but um, because he's asking, be my mother, um, be, like, be to me like my mother and my sister. Um, so he's, he's speaking to the woman that he loves. And I thought it's a nice way to go into the week, um, thinking that in, in this Parsha that is beginning very soon, um, Rivka is... Um, found and brought to Isaac and goes into the tent of Sarah and then she's his mother and his sister. Steve has the last word. Pardon? Oh, wonderful. So there's an Arik Einstein song, as there are so many amazing Arik Einstein songs, um, that makes reference to Tachat um, Tachat Kanfea uh, under the wing of the Shekhinah. And um, it's easy to find, says Steve. Thank you so much. You have been listening to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. If you enjoy these podcasts, we invite you to write a review on the Apple Podcast site or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about Temple Beth Am Los Angeles, 
go to tbala.org.